Hey everybody, it is episode 280 of the Hammer Man Podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. And that was me. What? Yeah, that's me. No, it wasn't. Really I did it. it right before you came. Well, I did it when I got home from work. Get out of here. I swear to God, two guitar tracks, one bass track. What are you using? What are you doing? Uh, My bass, my guitars, and... Uh, Why don't you play it again now? Dude, I'm I'm too stupid to uh, the drummers that come with a garage band and stuff. For some reason, the timing, I had a problem. Like playing along? No, like getting it to sync up. I can explain. Why. I'm just stupid. I put the drum track down first, and then I wrote the rest of the song around it. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, that's very kind of you. Full transparency, sometimes it's a lot of extra work to reach out to all these people and look for bands who want to have their music featured on the podcast. So I just figured, you know what? Hell, why outsource it when you have all the instruments and everything right here under your own roof? Right. All last week, I was messing around with GarageBand and playing music, and I figured out a way to use like Studio Drummer, and I was adding some bass and making some music. And I figured, you know what? Mark Marin does it. He noodles around all the time. Why shouldn't I? Mm-hmm. And I figured I'd play it and see what you said once I told you it was me. If you said, no way, I can't believe it. That's great. If you said, well, that makes sense, then obviously I'd be a little mad. Are you playing like AGF? No. Uh, dude, I honestly have no clue. Were you playing 531? No. Oh, okay. No. So that was in the key of six. <laughs> <laughs> all I can tell you is, is some people... Don't have the ability to remember numbers. I'm no guitar player. I mean, I play guitar, but I'm not good. But uh, Well, I wouldn't consider you bad. I mean, well, what's good and what's bad, right? Knowing some of the notes. It was a good start. I don't know. I was just listening to uh, Conan's podcast. They had Dave Grohl on there. And he was saying, like, I just play. I don't know how to read any music. I just, uh, I don't know. I just know how to play. He's full of shit. How do you know? He's totally. If I go, hey, play in the key of A, he's going to go, I'll just noodle around know. for something. Incorrect. I don't know. Dude, he did a whole fuck, a big documentary Dude, on sound studios, but he's like, he what's a G? I don't know. I don't consider myself Dave Grohl, but I mess around till something sounds right. And then I just go with that. I'm just saying that dude hangs around so many good musicians. He's laying low in the grass and he's like, you know what, guys? I don't know how to play guitar. Maybe he's using it as a defense mechanism, like thinking, you know, I should be way further along. I should know a lot more about music and music theory. And he just doesn't ever want to be tested. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe it's like what you're suggesting. It's the cool way of acting like, I don't care about music theory. I'm just like doing my thing. Yeah, dude. He's That's like, yes. what I do, though. He has Why Josh Homie or whatever from Home, Hom. Josh, Josh Homie Hom- from Queens of the Stone Josh Homie Beans. He has that dude on, and that guy's so good that he's yeah. like, uh, I'll just play this shape, you know? Right. So Well, that's whatever. Anyway, people seem to be in love with my Legends of the Fall review. Oh, I'm dude, not I... looking to review my review, but I'm just saying it was pretty spot on. I just got an emergency text, bro. Yeah. My kids are at home watching Forrest Gump. Yeah. My daughter's already cried three times. We watched it over a couple days because it's so long. I just got a text that said Jenny just died. It's not going over well. We'll wait till they find out that Jenny definitely gave Forrest some AIDS. Like lots of AIDS. Yeah. That should give them a more accurate picture of good old Jenny. Let me text her back. Downloading old Yeller now. <laughs> All right. So people loved your review. It was a great review, by the it way. It was fair. I loved it. Dude, I love when people remark and comment, but even more so, I love when they leave voicemails. First, let me just say, you know this about me. I love to do charity. Very charitable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what I'm known for. And every now and again, someone feels the need to stop and point out, nay, highlight an extremely generous charitable donation that I made. This is a perfect example of that. Take a listen. Hey, Dave and Ben. This is Avery Clark. I'm calling to thank Dave for donating to my St. Baldrick's Fund for Cancer Patients. Where were you, Ben? 
Hashtag Team Day for Life. Thanks again. It mm. just is what it is. So in truth, I didn't really care too much about her fundraiser or her attempt to raise money for any one particular child with cancer. But I saw other people were donating and I thought, two birds with one stone. I'm going to eradicate cancer and I'm going to make a mockery of some of these other people's pitiful donations. So her goal was listed as $200 and I saw that she was at like 125. So I was like, you know what? Let's just forget about it. Let's knock it out right now. I reached deep into my pockets. I gave her the $75 and we closed out that goal. Well, yeah, you gave like 40% of the goal or I mean, my math ain't so good. Yeah, that's about right. Look, I saw what everyone else was giving and I'm like, wow, that's pretty pathetic. And she was giving them thanks. And I'm like, really? They get a thanks for that? Which is when I decided I was going to dump a huge charitable dookie on all these people's heads. I got to be honest. This was less about being in the spirit of canceling cancer and more in the spirit of showing everyone um, that I'm just, once again, better. Did I play a little bit larger of a role than any of these other people in helping to cure some cancer? Yeah. Yeah, I did. But you know what else I did? I secured a nice, crisp, proverbial $10 bill right into the soft, manicured palm of our friend St. Peter. Um, It's not debatable. I, who is this again? Avery Clark, oh. the child of our mutual friends, Adam and Stephanie Clark. I didn't know the St. Baldrick's thing was happening. I mean, yet. it, I it seems a little convenient, but, uh, you know, just a little judgment, but no big deal. I would have, I've cut my hair for St. Baldrick's. Absolutely. Before. I'm sure the kids with cancer appreciated your brave sacrifice. I raised money. I'm sure it was I would have gave 76 had I known. Yeah, but you didn't. And that's, that's fine. That's fine. Don't you, you're charity I mean, shaming. Charity you're charity. You're the charity champ? Charity champ. Damn. No, I looked. I went through and I looked and I made sure I gave the most money. Well, her grandpa gave her the most money, but that's her grandpa. Could people see how much you gave? Oh, of course. <laughs> In fact, I put my donation, it was like 76 something, because you have to figure the um, the website has to make some money off of it or whatnot. And then I put hashtag Team Dave. Not hashtag Cure Children's Cancer or One Team, One Fight or anything like that. I went with a simple hashtag Team Dave. I'm not ashamed to let people know that I'm a charitable person and I care. Donate by No, you're certainly not. It doesn't seem to be. You let everyone know that you're the charity champ. Charity champ. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Well, I've, I would have known. I uh, I don't know. I guess I got to donate 76, 17 now. I think it's clear that when people are in dire need of help and they put out the verbal bat signal, like when they yell out, I heed the call. Do you say yell out? Yes, when they yell out. I answer okay. and make sizable donations, at least a little more sizable than those who made quote unquote donations. I would personally send each person a message and be like, 10 bucks? You would, but you didn't. Mm. I mean, no, yeah, that would be great in theory, but in this situation, you did nothing. No, but I'm saying I would charity shame. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. You go like 10 bucks to uh, Patricia O'Neill, like she put that in, and you'd be like, that's adorable. Real cute. You know what I mean? $10. Like, yeah, you care a little bit about fixing the problem, but I mean, ultimately, you know you're not going to make a dent. I would send them each one uh, a GIF of me, like walking by them with my nose up high. Definitely great ideas, and I will keep that in my back pocket for next year's St. Baldrick's Day. Guys, my last point on this, uh, I have already gone well above and beyond uh, what most normal people do as far as charitable donations already in 2021. So if you have any other donation needs, go directly to Ben. Uh, he has not given anything yet this year. I have the I'm opportunity to be, be the actual charity to accommodate. Champion. You know what? That's a great point. You do. 
But we'll see what happens. Well, so like you're like you're more of a charity bar set. That's probably a more appropriate title, but I don't like it as much. But you know what I do to the bars you set? What's that? I go over them. Well, I know you never pass one. I jump over them. God knows you never passed a bar. I've been to plenty of bars. So another question that came up was, why is there netting inside running shorts? Now, my cousin Lisa told both you and I her opinion on that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think she agreed, stating that you don't want to hold on to any extras while you're running and don't want to have to stop. Basically like, hey, if you're running, you're running. She runs marathons and she runs long distance. And she even said, even when I wake up early in the morning and go for a run, I do my first mile in the block around my house just to make sure there's a proper facility nearby. Because, you know, you're waking up in the morning and your body's just starting to get going. And She's just running like a cloverleaf pattern. Like, <laughs> so that's, you know, it's, it looks like one of those, uh, what are those Gordian knots? Yeah, it's something like that, like a Gideon or something. Then I don't know what it is, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a fancy knot. That's the style that she runs around, around the neighborhood, all designed around pooping. So I'm under the impression that she is in agreement with us. However, there is a voicemail this week that offers a different perspective. Do you want to hear it? I do. Hey, guys, this is Bob. I uh, wanted to comment on Dave's newfound uh, sport of running that he's picking up. And the mesh shorts, uh, I've been running for a couple years, and I've ran a handful of races, and never have I seen anyone uh, during or after a race that smelled like urine or had poop in their shorts. I believe that that mesh is for uh, to keep the shorts light and airy and comfortable while you're running. Uh, I never really considered the fact that they might be mesh to allow urine out or to be able to hold a passenger with you that you might have picked up along the the race. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Your mileage may vary. And I look forward to uh, Dave's uh, updating everyone on the experiments or how he's going to figure out what that mesh actually is for, be it in his basement or out on the street. Uh, keep up the good work, and I'll catch you later. Look, with the aim of being accurate, I just Googled it. I'm a pretty lo-fi guy, very analog. The easiest way to do it was just to Google the answer. So I did just that. And what I found out was you don't even have to wear underwear with those shorts because the mesh acts as underwear. Now, per the resource I found, it's saying that the purpose is to allow air to move freely into your undercarriage and prevent chafing. That makes some sense. So females don't have any netting in their shorts. I don't know. That's a great question, too. What do you have to hold in? Well, it's not just to hold stuff in. They also don't want to be chafed. Uh, I don't know. I guess you're right. <laughs> that makes sense because when he goes, uh, when he said, like, it makes it more airy, all I could think of was, like, you know what makes it more airy? No netting. Yeah, but you can't do that because all the flipping and flopping. No, you just wear underwear then. Yeah, but then you run the risk of everything becoming moist and super swamp assy. Well, it didn't say in lieu of, I don't know, anyways. When I Googled it, it literally said you do not have to wear underwear because the netting takes the place of underwear, but that it's a superior alternative because it allows continuous air to keep you both dry and comfortable. I'm going to make the argument there's no fresh breeze happening down there. I would still argue that if I had to pee and I was running a race for time or if my life depended on it, I don't want to, I would rather, nothing is worse than having wet socks unless of course, well, what's worse to you? Wet socks or wet underwear? Um, Like for the wearer? Yes, of course. For the, This is not a fictional situation taking place in a vacuum. Yes. Would you rather have wet socks or wet underwear? What's, uh, wet underwear. Okay. I would rather have, 
I was gonna say wet socks, but dude, I got I gotta agree with you. I'm gonna go with the wet underwear. Dude, wet socks is there's no no thing. However, for me, I feel like if I pee through the net, I'm gonna end up pissing on my socks anyway because my legs are too short and don't move quick enough to avoid the stream. To say that there's like air going through, like oh, it'll keep you nice and fresh. No, dude. I think the argument that it'll keep you fresher is valid. Yeah. Bob, I totally appreciate the call and you dropping some knowledge on us. Look, dude, I I run on my treadmill. I don't forever see myself running outside running a half marathon of hell no am I running a full marathon I just want to run on my treadmill maybe listen to some music sometimes listen to some podcast anything that can distract me from my heavy breathing and grunting that's my focus let's do it what run a marathon hell no let's do it no I said I don't want to do it yeah but I'm saying do it wait are you suggesting we put together a 5k run for listeners of our podcast and make a cool little medal. For everyone that, that shits themselves on the run. For everybody who defecates on the run. <laughs> That's all it's good. We do we hey for real though. For real hey for real though. For real though. We should do a hey my man run where everybody runs. We should do it. Well usually when people run five Ks, at least from what I've seen, they dress up in like stupid costumes or whatever. Think about it. We get to, we get fifteen people to all wear Hey My Man shirts. Like, screw their shirt they give you, dude. Let's leave it up to the listeners. Let's see what kind of groundswell they can create. What do we got? Hey, we put it out there. Let's see what happens. How fat are how, how, how inactive are our listeners? I mean, I've seen their social media profile pictures. They look pretty active to me. You were about to say fat. Wash your mouth out with soap. Anyway, if you weren't educated and entertained enough by our first two calls, you have to hear our third call. It's from our man who hails from the far west coast, Crescent City Zone. Jason, the fall guy, Fallman. The captain of KFUG. Jason Fallman, checking in from far northern California. All I have to say is, teach them how to drive a stick, or else they're gonna go nowhere in life. You follow me? Come on now. You learn how to teach them how to drive a stick? They can drive a motorcycle? Et cetera, et cetera. Lawnmowers. Even some microwaves, I think, nowadays are stick drives. So, you know, teach the next generation accordingly and spread the love. It is important and imperative to remember that marijuana is completely legal in California. It sounded like beatnik poetry from KFUG. Look, here's the deal. That's the best. Look, I feel like I have to be upfront and honest. I mean, I know there's going to be some judgment here. Hell, I would, I would judge someone else. I don't know how to drive stick shift. I cannot operate a five-speed. I was never taught, I was never shown, and I also don't do the grilling at home. I've never tried. I've never been in this situation where I had the opportunity to try. You can drive a stick, you just haven't driven one yet. I appreciate the vote of confidence, but to be honest with you, if the situation were reversed, I'd be like, dude, you're a complete failure and clearly less of a man. I know. Thank you for taking the high road. I genuinely appreciate it. I know you're smart enough to do it. You just haven't done it yet. I don't know that it requires intelligence, just coordination, right? No, just male genitalia. I hear a ton of people bragging all the time about, oh, you know, when I first learned to drive, the first car I ever had, or, you know, when I was learning, my parents taught me how to drive a five-speed, and, uh, you know, I never I never forgot how to do that. I just, I don't understand why someone would want to teach somebody else a very important skill, potentially dangerous with the complications of a five-speed, just more stuff to worry about. Well, it was cool because mu- muscle cars obviously were, you know, manual. Yeah. But well, now a, now nothing's manual. There's a lot so, of like, other five-speeds that were not muscle cars. My cousin Bobby had a Datsun, I remember. The thing had more rust than it had car. The most uncool and unsporty vehicle on the road. The five-speed transmission did nothing to make this vehicle any sexier. Dude, it's a manlier version of calligraphy. 
You know what I mean? Like it's super cool, I guess. Uh, nice when you do it, but do you need it? Eh, I would say no. My best friend Paul has for whatever reason always opted for a five-speed transmission. And for the record, the dude never had like an eagle's head or a skull or any kind of cool shift or eight ball, nothing. His excuse is he likes to have something to do while driving. He just likes it. I don't know. My brother Nate taught me in his 95, I believe, 95 Camaro. Went to an empty parking lot and he taught me how to just drop it in a second. It was great, dude. I've destroyed so many cars in my tenure of driving without even having to worry about burning clutches. I have no idea what kind of damage I would do if... uh, if I was responsible to be uh, shifting gears. Additionally, it's too late for me. I have no intention of teaching my kids how to drive stick or learning myself. I mean, I've gone this far. I highly doubt there's going to be a need for me to know how to drive stick uh, anytime in the future. I would like to teach you. Do you even have access to a vehicle with a five-speed transmission? Don't find one. Somebody else's. Somebody's going to have one. All I can tell you is I should probably feel some shame, but I don't. I guess I do feel a bit of shame whenever it comes up. I know this because I always find myself weaseling my way out of the conversation like, uh, I got to go to the bathroom or some, what other excuse? My phone's ringing. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you know, like, like you drop it in a second, like you really go to those RPMs. You're like, I got to poop. You just walk away. You're like Forrest Gump at the White House. Yeah. Remember that scene in 40 year old virgin where they're like, hey, tell us about like a time you had sex. And he's like. Yeah, I, I touched her boobs and they were like sandbags. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what we're doing. You're like, you know when you pop it into like six and it's like, wah, and then you're like, like you put it like, you drop it in first and then you're like, wah, wah, and you just like make, you just pick a number and then make the wah noise. You laugh, but that's where I'm at. That's pretty much all I'm going to ever be able to do. But tell me what you think about this. So my son is done with driver's ed. He's done all the classroom work. He's done all the driving with the driving instructors. And now all that's left to do is he has to drive an additional 50 hours, some daytime, some nighttime hours. Uh, You have to hold your permit for 180 days, which is six months. I think he's got something like 110 days left until he's able to schedule his uh, driver's test. And we still have so many bad drivers. Well, part of the reason is probably because half the parents don't even give a shit. You know, you're required to drive with your kid an additional 50 hours, uh, give them 50 extra hours of instruction. And a lot of them are like, yeah, you know, I just mail it in, just write some hours down or whatever. He's good to go. It's not like they're driving a stick. That has zero to do with it. Why wouldn't you want to give your kid the extra 50 hours of training before you even let him take his license test? I mean, the, the, the standard is so low to pass a test anyway. Wouldn't you rather be confident? That your kid actually knows how to drive? The cars drive themselves now. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is, well, it's hard to reason with a guy who's out there teaching his kid to throw snowballs at cars. The point is, why would you cheat your child out of the extra time behind the wheel and also put everyone else, including him or her, in society in danger? If I drove with my son and he was fine. Dude, I drove with my niece again. I let my niece drive my car again last week. Does she not have a driver's license? Uh, she has a permit. Hmm. She has a permit. I let her, she babysat. It was when we went, I let her, I let her drive home. Thank God she was there to do it. You were surely in no condition to drive. I was in great condition. I let her drive. I said, Hey, why don't you take the wheel kid? And, uh, she was driving fine. Now, if I drove with her for 10, 20 hours and I was like, yeah, you're good. Like I get 50. That's great. But if you don't get 50, you're Well, here's the thing. You still have to do the 180 days. You still got to do the days. So I'm saying, why not fill those days with great tutelage and Excellent direction. Dude, because I'm busy watching Columbo reruns. Yeah, okay.
So although he's done with the driving instructors, I got some magnets that I can put on the car that uh, indicate that there is a student driver at the wheel. Now, my wife is extremely obnoxious, I mean nervous, about allowing her baby out of the nest and behind the wheel. Mm. So she drove with them the other day for the first time, and I knew. They, I mean, they just went down the street to the car wash. They came back. He's near tears. She's screaming. I could hear her screaming as they're walking in the house. You know how extremely intimidating driving could be, and now you have a lunatic screaming at the top of her lungs while you're trying to navigate the town and manipulate everything that's going on inside the car. It's just no winning. My mom used to come up with names for Jehovah that I didn't know. Like, she'd be like, oh, Lord, baby Jesus. Oh, Christ on the cross. Oh, Lamb of God. She rated him. She comes in. She's like, he's a three slash ten. He's a three slash ten. I got to call the driver's ed people. I need to get my money back. I feel like we've been cheated. This guy has no idea what he's doing out there. So I threw him in my car, which is twice the size. And we drove around for like an hour, hour and a half. And. I felt like he did pretty decent for it's the sixth time the guy drove. But you know what? Here's here's I, I gave him a seven slash ten. Here's the deal, man. I mean, maybe she's a two slash ten passenger. That's actually a pretty good way to look at it. That that's an amazing theory. Also, a terrible evaluator, if we're being honest. Dude, my my wife my wife is the worst passenger. Like in a you know a beautiful woman, her beauty is only surpassed by her virtue, but. When she's in the past, she is always aware of what speed I'm going, how much distance is between every car. And I'm like, did this start after your precious children were born or has this been going on since the beginning? It's been the past 10 years or so. So pretty much as long as you've had children. Pretty much. Yeah, but she's always just very uh, attentive to how I'm driving. And she'll go, you drive aggressive. You drive this and that. And I said, you know what? Did it ever occur to you that that you don't passenger very well? Like, hey, maybe you're just like a beta passenger. Yeah, you're not, just not a good passenger. Right. I'm driving fine. You don't sit shotgun that well. Don't you find it weird that, you know, all the spy movies we've seen over the years and they have the, the radars and the GPS systems and the uh, nitro boosters and all that other stuff. Why have we not seen the ejection seat come to fruition? We've seen the transponders uh, from Star Trek. You know, that's what we like cell phones. Still no ejection seat. Did they have to open them or did they just, no, they just talked to it like a mic, right? But still no ejection seat. What's with that? I kind of feel like that's an easy one to to make or make happen. The sunroof opens and you hit the button and I wish we could be trusted with it. Like, I don't think as a, as like a human race, Listen, we can't be. You but. can be trusted. I mean, the, the odds that you're really going to shoot your wife out the roof of your car, slim to none. Because you know, you know what the repercussions are. So if you actually have to do it, or she has to do it to you, it's a way to avoid physical altercations or, or arguments in front of the children, all that kind of stuff. I happen to love my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. but I would still have to eject her. Now, stay with me. Look, if you ejected her out of the roof... She's nagging you. She's being a big pain in the ass. You eject her out of the roof. She shoots up to the sky. A beautiful multicolored parachute opens up. It drops her into a nice, soft marsh. She'd probably smile and say, hey, it was better he shot me out of the car than we had a an argument that we could never get past. I can't see the kids anymore. It turns out to be a bigger deal. I mean, I think you're actually doing her a, probably a big favor in this situation. Even if it's just about her being a pain in the ass passenger, telling you to slow down or speed up or whatever it is. Fine passenger, but that's not the point. Oh. If your mother-in-law's in the car, you should probably, you know what I mean? Just eject her on principle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just think about it. If you could eject your kids, man, they'd be, you'd be shooting them off like 
popcorn in the microwave. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't make me. You know, hey, quiet back there. One, what? Uh, one, Tr- Tristan. Two, hit the button. So just to tie up what I was talking about before, I got magnets for my own car that say "student driver." Three of them. I get it. That's embarrassing, but. I'm like, hey, you know what? This is the offense that God granted you. You got to learn to work in this system. For whose car? Whichever car he's practicing on their magnets. Do you seriously? Yeah. It's so funny. You're so breakneck punk rock, but now you have magnets on your car. Yeah, they're not for me. They're for my son and for society at large. This is like the equivalent of like when you go down the hill and you just yell, new skier. Everybody is doing slaloms. They just have to get out of your way or die. You're absolutely right. But I feel like this is an olive branch to my wife. She gets so crazy and so worked up and so nervous over this. She's not going to let this kid drive. So I feel like I have to figure out a way for everybody to be happy. This is my way of making an otherwise nerve-wracking situation for my wife a little less nerve-wracking. How would you feel if your dad put a magnet on your car that said, new driver? I'm glad you asked that. Uh, my dad would have never put anything, magnet, sticker, anything on the car. because it could What if you had one that was felt on the edges and wouldn't scratch? The only acceptable thing to go near or on this man's car was a pinstripe. And in most cases, multiple pinstripes. What if for sure it wouldn't damage? There's no way I'd ever have to deal with that. Because? In his mind, even a diaper could move some dust around, which would ultimately scratch a paint on his car. Bottom line is you can't compare myself to my father. It wouldn't have happened. I've been racking my brain to try to remember ever being given driving lessons or driving in the car with my mom or dad. I don't know that it ever happened. I mean, I'm sure it did. I just cannot for the life of me remember one incident where either my mom or dad were in the car giving me lessons or pointers on how to drive. If I'm not mistaken, you know, they paid for driver school and that's where I learned how to drive. Now, it won't surprise me if my mom pops up on the Facebook page and calls me out and says, absolutely not. I taught you to drive or your father taught you to drive or we did this or we did that. But I'm telling you, I I cannot remember it. I just don't. Your mom's going to say, we put magnets on the car and we offered you to drive stick and you said no. Do you remember driving with your parents? That's funny that you say that, man, because... You were you had texted me this week and said, "Hey, think about you know when you drive uh, for stuff for the show." And uh, I remember sitting in class, and I remember the guy. Uh, I remember the guy that taught us. He was very cool, and he taught us. And I remember counting the uh, seconds between cars. I still do that to this day. I don't I don't abide by it, but every once in a while, when I'm giving a car a ton a ton of space. I'll go, I think it's about three car lengths. And I'll feel good. That's a two Mississippi. So I remember some of the stuff he taught me, but I don't remember driving with my dad. Not one block worth. I don't know that it didn't happen. I don't remember it though. I would love to pull the audience and ask, if you received your driver's license in the, let's just say early to mid nineties or earlier, do you remember driving with your parents? I feel like everyone's going to say no. They sent me a driver's ed. I drove, I remember driving with both of my brothers and possibly my sister, but not my dad, not my mom. I definitely remember my parents forcing my sister to drive me to school after she got her license. And I remember having to drive my brother to Hebrew school when I got my license. But I don't remember driving with my parents. I, I remember driving down Kennedy and saying swap. And the guy that was in the passenger, I would just jump out of the driver's seat and make him take the, pass, uh, the driver's seat. While we were driving on a road with cars in it, I would just leave my duties. I would absent my faculties and I would just be like, you drive. 
And I remember doing that. Back before they used to call that a Chinese fire drill, if I'm not mistaken. I'm saying I'm driving down Kennedy Avenue and it's in drive and I just stop driving and I jump into a different seat. And then it's up to you to take the wheel or we die. I remember doing that, but I don't remember driving with my parents at all. Dude, I bet I got people that listen to this show that remember that. We did that a lot. That was, some of that was post-license, though, because my parents, you know, I had to have a car, so I had to drive with somebody else's car. I can tell you with the utmost certainty that without jumping from the driver's seat into the passenger seat or the passenger seat into the driver's seat, I did enough damage. So I definitely didn't need to do that. I should have died on that Kennedy strip so many times. There's a good chance that you did, and this is just a simulation. Like Maybe I'm in, like, the Matrix right now? Yes. Oh, maybe this is like that movie with... Uh, God, how depressing if this is The Matrix. Vanilla Sky? If you play Radiohead, I may not make it. I absolutely hated that movie. You did? You didn't? I think it's super great. No way. I think it might be great. Yeah. It's definitely not great. That movie was a cold fish. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, anyway. But no, I don't remember driving with my with my parents. With or without the magnets, things are coming along swimmingly as far as I'm concerned. I've never been more patient in my life. I didn't even know I had this gear. It's very odd to me. It's, it's extremely... Can I drive with them and let you know what I think? How do I know what kind of experience you have? Dude, I'm a licensed driver. As long as you let them drive your car. Dude, but what if I come back and I'm like... My opinion and your opinion and anyone else's opinion, driver's ed, the state of Indiana does not matter. His mom's opinion must be a 10 slash 10. That's the only thing that counts. She's the only one that can issue a 10 slash 10. <laughs> Through all the trials and tribulations of parenting thus far... Again, I have a son that's 16 and my daughter is nine. This is the biggest, most stressful issue we've had to face yet. Uh, it's not that I'm not concerned. It's just that she's so concerned I have to go the other way because there's just no concern left. She's taken all the concern out of the room. So, um, you know, for better or worse, we just got to buckle down and try to, I guess, make her comfortable or else... He's never going to be on the road. I don't care how old he is. He's more likely to get a bus pass than a driver's license at this point in time. So putting magnets on the car is a small price to pay for the opportunity to get out there and uh, get your, your learning time in. So if that's what it's going to take, that's what it's going to take. Uh, willing to do it. I guarantee he is as well. It comes from a good place, though. Hey, um, dude. I got a massage by a dude again this week. This is like the 50th time. Should we be surprised? It's, I think, my second or third time. At this point, shouldn't you just say you're getting massaged? Because it feels like you're only getting massages from dudes. So You know what? Yeah, dude. You can. From now on, if you're going to tell a massage story, unless you got massaged by a woman, just use the term massage. We'll assume it was a man unless you specify otherwise. Just You'll, you'll know it was a dude? Yeah, we'll, we'll assume. I mean, that's all you've gotten so far, as far as we know. Have you ever gotten a massage from a woman? What? Dude, you think I haven't had a massage by a woman? I just heard you talk about Russian dudes, Mexican dudes, Greek dudes. <laughs> the guy that won the slap contest? <laughs> no, I think this is the third time that I had my homie Dorian. Listen, free plug. Hold on cool. a second. Free plug. Hang on a second. Have you ever gone out and had a beer with this dude? Not yet. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. He's not your homie, so don't call him that. This is a dude that rubs your inner thigh. That's who he is to you. He's not your homie. Yeah, this it. is a guy you pay to massage your pecs. Heart and hand. Highland. Highland, Indiana, on Kennedy Avenue. I'm telling you. But here's the thing, though. My wife got it for me as a present. Now, I, I've been running a lot, and I've been running, like, hills and stuff, so, you know, I'm sore from that. Maybe opt for some mesh so shorts. I, yeah. I did so much... 
pooping while I ran in my shorts. No, but I, I basically tell him, I, he's like, all right, so what are we doing today? Like, what are we looking for? You know, and they kind of give you the rundown. You tell him and they'll work on that area. And I was like, dude, it's all like hips and legs, right? If it were me, I'd be like, uh, yeah, it's just my neck and my shoulders. Just stay up here. It's just my neck and my shoulders. That's it. I don't know. Um, index finger. <laughs> yeah. No, but I told him that. But I basically told him like, yeah, I'm sore from working out from running. I, I didn't specify, hey, I want super deep tissue. And so it's the whole time I'm getting massage, I'm like, this has got to be helpful. This has to be good. I just keep thinking like in a couple of days, it'll be worth it that I did this. But the whole time is very much like I'm glad that I've like meditated and done like float tanks. Why? Because you can immediately go to your safe place or what? Yes. Yes. Because... <laughs> Some of it hurts so bad that I'm just like, just breathe. It'll be over soon. It'll be it's over like soon. It's like when the tattoo artist starts working in like an extremely sensitive area and you go from having an engaging conversation to like dead silence. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He's like, so uh, tool's pretty good, man. I've seen him live. And I'm like, yeah, the drummer's pretty. Yeah. It's like that. But it was like this deep tissue. I kept just saying, it's, it was almost like, like I'm making a, an investment. This is going to be good later. And so I go home and I tell the wife and she's like, well, how was it? Did you enjoy your massage? And I go, well, no, I didn't enjoy it. She's like, what do you mean? I thought you'd be so happy. And I go, no, I mean, it's going to make me feel good. It's going to heal me or whatever, but I didn't enjoy it. She's like, why didn't you enjoy it? I go, because, because I don't know, because he was leaning his entire body, his elbow. He was taking his elbow and driving it slowly up my IT band, which is like the side by your hip. It hurts bad. But I kept thinking, okay, he's got to hurt it to make it better right so am i doing this wrong i mean you're definitely asking the wrong guy because i've never had a massage i mean but you said you've been there two or three times before i mean for, from all this pain does it feel better than the days that follow but you know how i do dude i can't enjoy shit i have to be like oh there's this pain is good for you i don't know i don't live in this world i don't operate in this world i don't believe in chiropractics I just don't know. I mean, I see these videos where they're like cracking people's necks and, and stepping on people's backs. It's gross. I don't believe in that either. How can it feel good when someone takes your head and then quickly snaps it? It can, but it's not the right way to do it. I don't know, man. It completely skeeves me out. Have you ever seen the video with Ronnie Coleman or I don't know, some weightlifter where they use like the chisel and the hammer on the dude's shoulders? Yeah. Oh, it's brutal dude it it hurt but it's it's hard to explain but it's like a, it's like a good thing because you know your muscles are so tight you know it's good i hear what you're saying but i think john cougar said it best he did hurt so good oh baby make it hurt so now but i will say this if you he's super good though if you went to him and said hey i don't what makes him super good if it hurts dude you gotta do it no you gotta do it to know the way this dude does weird stuff to your arms and legs and all this weird shit. Dude, you'll be like, oh, I didn't know that that was tight or sore. And he, yes, it hurts, but he works it out, right? Yeah, but I'm, the same could be said about a lot of things. Like, I didn't know I was into that, but now that we've done it, uh, I like dude, it. Dude, you ever, you ever see... <laughs> For the record, I'm talking about super couponing and Bikram yoga. You, you ever see Van Halen play guitar? Does the Pope shit in the woods? <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a bear. Have you ever seen Robert De Niro... Be a mobster in a movie? Yes. Have you ever seen Leonardo DiCaprio play a disabled guy with Johnny Depp? Yes. Okay. Then you need to see Dorian, what he does with the muscles. Typically, you're right on the money with these comparisons, but this is the worst <laughs> in the history of the show. For all real. right. All right. All right. Let me change it. Let me change it. Have you... Wait. No, no, no. Have you ever seen Tom Hanks play 
a low IQ Southerner? You clearly know that I have. All right. Okay. Let me, let me try this one more time. Hey, no, 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 Look, no. no there's gonna, there's gonna, I'm going to come around. I promise. You call this guy Dorian your home. Have you ever seen the guy from Ridgemont, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Have you ever seen him play a disabled guy um, in a movie? Which guy? Not sure. I am Sam. No, which guy in the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont? Sean Penn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was sure you were talking about Forrest Whitaker. Dude, he just has a bad eye. He's not special needs. Have you ever seen Forrest Whitaker be a detective and yell at Michael Chiklis? Yes. Dude, I'm trying to think of another one. Okay, no, it's enough. He's like painting a canvas. I'm still stuck on the fact that you would even consider having a beer with this guy or hanging out with him in any capacity outside the massage I, I don't want to. I'm just... <laughs> okay, good. good. That was just because I used the word homie No, lot. I get it. I get it. As weird as this sounds, I feel like the only way we can make this happen is if like you called him and were like, hey, let's go out for a beer. And you were at like Wild Rose, for example. And then I show up there and you were sitting at the table and you're like, hey, this is my my homie Dorian. Dude, you got to feel that this guy's an amazing masseuse. Oh, but my buddy Dave over here, like he absolutely refuses to get a massage. And you're like, hey, dude, show him what those hands do. And I (laughs) act like, no, no, no. There's no way I'm going to get an official legitimate massage. But if we were sitting there and we tricked this guy into giving me a massage. If you were hanging out and a massage broke out. Well, yeah, if a massage broke out and I'm still fully clothed. And I'm sitting there with a beer in my hand and maybe a cigar. He's like, dude, are you tight? Like by your, under, like your right lat? I wasn't, but I, I am now. Yeah. I'll tell you this. You want to be like a surprise attack. Here, here's what's crazy about me. Okay. Well, there's a That's lot of super that close to role playing, by the way. I won't go. I, I have no interest in being in a hot tub with anyone. <laughs> I have no interest in even being in a pool with anybody. I mean, let's be honest. Who swims? I mean, unless you're training for the Olympics. What do you, why, why are we swimming? Unless you're old or doing low impact exercising or rehab or something, get out of the pool. Look, I have no interest in getting massage. However, oddly enough, I, I am interested in visiting a Turkish or Russian bathhouse, a traditional bathhouse and getting, uh, you know, schwitzing with whoever in a towel and getting beaten about the back or upside the head with that tree or bush or whatever it is. You've taken a schwitz? I mean, I've been in the steam room at the gym, but I've never been in like an actual bathhouse. Yeah, you got to go far for that because you can really get it wrong. Dude, dude, I heard there's one in Chicago. Yeah, of course. Like East, but I mean, like Eastern European style. I got a friend of mine that said he did it in like an all day affair, dude. It's like an all day thing. Dude, they beat your ass with these brooms made of like twigs and branches from like some kind of tree or bush. Have you ever seen that? Well, you ever done the thing where you go from hot to cold? Like you go like ice room where you pour ice on All I know is you're sitting around with a bunch of other barrel chested, shirtless, not in shape dudes. Okay. Maybe you have a cigar. Maybe you talk about some schemes or some frauds or some things you're planning on doing. Maybe they start talking about guys who knew too much or talk too much. At least this is what's going on in my mind. Now for the record, I'm not trying to suggest that only criminals hang out in these types of places, but for the purposes of uh, my imagination, fantasy, and uh, you know everything else, that, that, that's what's going on here. I'm sure there's a bunch of great people, great family people, honest, good, hardworking people, but, but that's not what we're talking about here. Not, not in my fantasy, at least. Maybe you shave with a straight razor. Maybe you, you speak a little Russian. Maybe you talk tattoos. Maybe you talk about Russian tattoos. You know, the kind of stuff that happens in a Russian bathhouse between the uh, beatings they give you with the twig brooms. Would it be fair to say that it would help you feel more comfortable if you talked business? Oh, without a doubt. For sure. I mean, right? I don't have any business, but I'd like to have some. What are you, are you more likely to go to a, a this? I, I, calling it a bathhouse is uncomfortable for me. 
What? Why? That just implies so many crazy things. Like, it's dude, not a rest stop. It's a bathhouse. I lived in Hammond too long. I know what bathhouses okay. are. Um, massage or no massage? Absolutely not. We have to call it a bathhouse. Well, it's not a massage parlor. It's a bathhouse. <sighs> I'm not laying down and having someone massage me. I'm I'm laying there and someone's beating me with a broom full of twigs. Like a hired dude. Well, it's not a homeless guy off the street. I hope. I mean, it's. Guys that came from Mother Russia and, uh, and they know about Russia, they're talking about Russia. Granted, I can't take part or understand what's going on in the conversation, but I'm listening in. Just listening in. You got a guy on the phone that just keeps yelling, like, I buy low, sell high. I a straight razor or one of those carpet knives or something. I saw what happened to Viggo Mortensen in Eastern Promises. Great movie. He dude, needs something. Dude, I know it's probably like one of maybe two, but either way, dude, they knocked it out of the park. But I digress. So sue me. I don't want to get a massage, but I but I want to hang out and play chess and uh, smoke cigars in a bathhouse. Is, is that so wrong? You like sweatsuits so much that you hold think... Hold up, hold up. I got to correct that. I do not like sweatsuits. I like track suits. <laughs> There's an extremely large difference. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't patronize me. Either way, I love the idea and the romance of the whole thing, but I am not made for prison. But then again, I don't think a lot of people are. A lot of people in organized crime aren't made for prison. Yeah, right, right. But sometimes you get involved in something and you get in a little bit over your head. I don't fault you for that. If you want to pretend to be somebody, that's a pretty cool person to pretend to be. And why is it cool? Who knows? I don't know. I can't even, I can't even, I don't even know where to start. But clearly it's science. There's something about it. It's universal. It's not even worth arguing about. Everybody feels the exact same way, even if they're denied it to themselves. I want to know. The people want to know what's it going to take for you to get a massage. It's not going to happen. I'll pay for it. Well, I'm not going to lie. That's definitely going to move me a lot closer. I'll pay for it. This, you're going to be like... If you remember, you paid for my float. I know. I want you to be well. You're going to be done. You're going to be like, I'm a canvas, and that dude just painted me. Wait, wait, wait. Don't say that. If I agree to a massage, are you saying that I have to go to your masseuse as well? Here's Yeah. Would you expect me to tell him I knew you? Yeah. You're thinking that there's a bunch of talk. There's not. Is there massage client privilege? Does that exist? He's never told me. Like when he was doing my glute, he was like, this is way tighter than your what? I mean, you're really tight today, you know? <laughs> no, dude, I don't, there's not like a lot of talking. Like you walk in and you, here's the thing. He treats it like business. You treat it like business. You're in there for a reason. You get it done. You close your eyes. You pretend it's Cheryl Scott from Channel 7 and you just let it happen. So just so I have a clear picture of this, you're going in there with just a towel on? No, I keep some stuff on, bro. What, like basketball shorts? Dude, I keep... No, like boxers, underwears, whatever, you know, whatever you got. Look, if this were to go down, it's got to be discreet. You can't tell them ahead of time. You have to wait until after the appointment's done and then retroactively say, hey, that guy that you massaged the other day with the huge calves, that's my buddy Dave. You cannot tell him beforehand. No, no preemptive. You don't want that? No, it's just too weird. Okay. Look, in this scenario, I appreciate you paying, but I don't want you or the thought of you or the remnants of you anywhere near this thing. I mean, the only thing me and this guy have in common is the fact that we both know you. So our conversation is going to be specifically about you. And the last thing I want to think about or have to deal with while this guy's rubbing me is you. <laughs> He's going to be like, so how do you know Ben? You're going to stop talking. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, only in my nightmares could I imagine that I start feeling good. And then your buddy Dorian all of a sudden goes, my wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll take you out of it for sure. <laughs> like no one's ever been taken out of anything in the past. Yeah. I don't know if I was ever going to do it. The best chance of getting me to do it is specifically for the show. You got to do it. I feel like in order to make it really interesting, there needs to be some quid pro quo. Like I have to convince you to do something you wouldn't normally want to do. Why? I don't know. I talked to you in a float. Aren't you happy you did it? Yeah. 
It's just very foreign to me because I've never even considered getting a massage. I'm not totally convinced of the long-term benefits. I'm feeling pretty good. And by pretty good, I mean I'm used to feeling pretty awful. <laughs> you don't know anything about this. I mean, when you live and feel terrible for a long period of time, you just get used to it and feel like that's the way it's supposed to be. And it's never going to be any different. Dude, you're going to feel turned out in a good way. Just a little update. I smelled pickles for the first time in like months, just two days ago. Oh, good for you. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty exciting. And I thought to myself, as I get closer to regaining my sense of smell, which I lost from COVID back in November of uh, 2020, I find myself preemptively being grateful for the things I was unable to smell for all these months. I have to stop farting in the studio now. Yeah, I don't know why you even started doing that. But either way, I guess my feeling is... I can't believe you haven't just been eating bologna sandwiches. Bro, I love bologna sandwiches. How many times did they go, do you want mayo on this? And you would have been like, doesn't matter. Yeah. In theory, but you have to remember, I live with someone who talks about, dreams about, and is always putting together a plan on how we're going to obtain food. Well, plus, you know. This is the reason I started batting cleanup. Dude, I've been doing that. Let's talk about it. I've been doing it, like, uh, ever since you mentioned it. For the sake of uh, any new listeners, the idea of batting cleanup, if you're a father, when you go to restaurants, if you have one or multiple children, they constantly order shit they're not going to eat. So, and a lot of times your wife will order something she can't finish. So what you do is instead of ordering something that you'd enjoy and really want, you let them all order and then you order like a water or something small and then you just finish what's on their plate. This will allow you to fill your belly with happiness by avoiding wasting a bunch of money. Yeah. I literally went to the, there's like this airport bar place where you can watch the airplanes go. And, uh, my wife was like, I want to get a burger. We'll just split it. So I just had like a little bit of food, like not much. She's like, oh, you should get something for yourself. And I go, nah, it's fine. It's fine. Because my kids didn't eat. I, I also ate half a grilled cheese. I also ate two nut chicken tenders. It was it was great. See, this is an optimum situation because what you do is if you have two kids or three kids, you have them each order something different. So that way you can diversify for your palate. One kid's getting grilled cheese. The other one's getting chicken nuggets uh, right. rather than them both getting chicken nuggets. That's a dad tip. This is why dads gain a lot of weight when their kids are young is because... You eat your food and you go, I worked hard for that money. I can't see food get thrown away, so you eat theirs too. If you bat clean up, you don't feel great because you still eat nuggets and fries, but you didn't also eat your beef sandwich too. You'd think as your kids get older, this would be less of an issue, but actually it becomes a bigger issue because there comes a point in every kid's life where they don't want to order off the children's menu, so now they're ordering off the adult menu, which they're definitely not going to finish. And they're getting larger portions, so it's going to cost more money. But at the same time, there's going to be a lot more interesting things to eat on the adult menu. So that's a definite benefit. My last pro Haberman dad tip for the night will be do not let your kid order root beer at a restaurant. Don't even introduce them to root beer. Because nine times out of ten, the restaurant's selling IBC or another bottled root beer. And your kid's not going to just drink one. And they charge you for each additional root beer. But this is only relevant for those negligent parents who allow their children to drink soft drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great tip. I'm not just saying it because it's mine. If you have kids, you already know. But if you don't have kids, stick it in your back pocket. It will be useful at a later date. Look, you're learning something new every week here for sure. Hey, dude, I told you last week that I moved into an office. Yeah. I'm an office fella now. I got a window. I got a couple would you rathers, but these are more office related. These are guys in cubicles by you to share the same area i'm tracking i'm gonna give you two guys and this guy has to be in the cubicle connected to you would you rather work with the guy who quotes jim carrey all day no including no from the mask he goes smoking and he loves it that guy 
that guy or the guy who eats his um, lunch, he microwaves it and he gets the paper towel and he blots all the grease off of it. As you know, or as you should know, at this point in our relationship, I can't stand impressions, Uh especially people who continuously do the same impression over and over again. I can't deal with it. So the only time I'd choose the Jim Carrey guy is if the other option was being trapped next to a guy who listened to that song Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog all day. (laughs) It's the only guy I know for sure I'd want to be around less. (laughs) Just a couple more because I don't have a lot of these. Um, The guy who every time you run into him in the office, he goes, oh, oh, Jesus, don't sneak up on me like that. Oh, dude, where'd you come from? Jesus, guy, you scared the shit. Like, every time he's so lost in thought that he goes, Jesus, why, why'd you sneak up on me? Like, he's his nerves are so bad that he does that every time. Or the dude who constantly talks to you about his sexual conquest that he has. This is another no-brainer. As a married guy, I'd much rather be around the sexual conquest guy. It's not even a contest. Oh, are you serious? Yes. I don't ever want to hear about anyone. I would like it if everybody else just never had sex. Bro, do you know me? Anybody who spends any real time around me knows that I love a great story. You go with sexual conquest guy? Yeah, all day long. He's going to tell you about how hot she was, and then he's going to pull her up, and then he's going to go, oh, no, that's a bad picture. Well, that's perfect, because I always have a ton of follow-up questions. going to look at another picture. That's a bad picture, too, dude. None of these pictures, and you know her personally, and we've all seen her, and three of you guys have had sex with her, but none of that does it justice, bro. When I was with her, she was badass. Yeah, I like that guy. Let's see if we can get the last one right. Uh, the guy who tells you each exercise in his workout of the day, and by the way, he refers to it as a wad. Mm-hmm. He goes, so dude, I did CrossFit this morning, and you're like, cool, man, good for you. And he's like, it started off with like uh, uh, jerk, jerks. We did jerk and squats and cleans. And then like after that, we did some squats and, and cleans and presses and jerks. And then we did some uh, uh, pull-ups, but we, we kept them. We did kipping pull-ups, and then we did the rowing machines, and then we did air squats and air other stuff, and then you, and then we sprinted, and then, and then you go like, all right, cool, and then he goes, and then we did wall balls for a while, and some more air squats, and then we did like push-ups, but then we did those to exhaustion, and then this was just like a time drown, so then we skipped ropes, sometimes we did doubles, sometimes we did triples, then we went back to the jerk squat cleans, and 45 seconds in, you want to shove his wad up his wad. The other guy is the guy who goes and explains to you in every detail of what the real problem was that was making that noise in his AC unit last weekend. Oh, I like that guy for sure. He's telling you, like, I thought it was like a machine thing. I thought it was like a, a fan or something, but I looked in there and it wasn't a fan, dude. But then there was like a fuse box. So I checked the fuse box and I called my buddy and I Googled it. And it was like, it was like the it was like a chip that was like AC4 and it flashes a code and then when you flash that code and so it was like Morse code and you get like one four but I got it wrong because it was actually like in Roman numerals and so it was like a, like a V1 I wasn't sure what that meant so I called my buddy he's an AC it was not an AC guy but he knows a guy his cousin's an AC went to school for AC and then four minutes into that you shoot yourself that guy all day long oh dude this game is flawed you keep asking about one guy who sucks and another guy who's awesome <laughs> i feel like maybe you should have went like the guy that talked about who got the rose on the bachelor or i see where you're going but unfortunately today you're all for three but okay. but you you did your best and that's, that's really what matters that's all that any of us can ever hope to do right that last one was the toughest one for me i don't want to hear about my ac unit like when the guy goes hey i fixed your ac unit he goes it was just a switch and i go cool what's it cost just 
Go. He's like, yeah, so you had, every once in a while, every season, you want to take that filter out and put an egg on it and just go. Yeah, but at least in theory, I like to think, I like to be in the know, And in theory. I'm for sure not going to retain any of that information, but you know what? Honestly, I just like to talk. I go, dude, I was bored when your van pulled up. The as first... soon as you got out of your car and your one-piece thing, I got bored. All right, I got one for you. Which guy would you rather be around? The guy that does CrossFit or the <laughs> giant fat guy who wants to give you tips on nutrition, weightlifting, general exercise, motivation tips. Every time the fat guy. Absolutely wrong. You know who else I can't stand? <laughs> Those people who wear like the UFC, MMA, tap out shirts who clearly are not in any shape to have rolled or done any kind of uh, mixed martial arts at any point in their life at all. I'm not saying you can't be knowledgeable about the sport, but I feel like when you wear that shirt, you're sort of hanging a flag up. It's not, you know, saying like, I do this. This is my lifestyle. If all I have to do is jog away from you yeah, right. for two minutes and you tap out. Yeah, exactly. This is, that's all I'm saying. I'm definitely not trying to fat or skinny shame or shame anyone. No, you're, you're, um, you're shaming people that that don't know. I just feel like if you were that into it and that was your lifestyle, you probably wouldn't let yourself get to the uh, the point that you're at physically. That's like when people watch like MLB. They watch like pro baseball. And they're like, oh my God, this guy's swinging in garbage. And it's like, or it's 96 miles an hour. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, garbage though. It's totally garbage. <laughs> well, anyway, that is episode 280 of the Hey My Man podcast. We will see you next time. Later.